this, you know, feeling and hearing God, all those type of questions. For those of you guys that weren't here two weeks prior, that's what we went through. And so today, we're going to continue in that, in that questioning. Obviously, probably won't finish today, but um, it's funny how I'm just, I'm just happy. That's what I should say. And I hope you guys enjoyed the video and just kind of singing. That's very, very important. To be able to give God glory and just seeing you guys be able to be excited about things like that, that's really, really amazing. So, for us to continue without further delay ado, I'd like to bring our panelists back up, all of our teachers, all of everybody that's here. Let's please give them a warm welcome. Please come on up and see here, Sister Olivia, Paul, Sophia, and to you, just please come on up. We've got some seats for you. One at a time. Okay, introduce me. checked off all the ones that we had discussed and I believe um, you know we talked to you guys to give me answers on somebody had asked why does life suck sometimes why do I feel lonely how do I stay happy even when things are going downhill you guys give all wonderful answers to those um, I think where we had left off last time was on the evangelism and the apologetics question um, and the question and I'll kind of put these two together you know just for the sake of time the first one was just around, why would a Muslim or a Jew switch to Christianity when they have no problems? I think that's where things had started. And then the second one was, which I think you probably focus more of the answering there because we've already kind of touched on the first part of it. But what can we do to be more bold to unbelievers? That's the question that somebody had asked. What can we do to be more bold to unbelievers? Do we have extra mics? Oh, yes, that was the question. Somebody had asked, what can we do to be more bold to unbelievers? Does everybody have a mic? I will, I will say something. I mean, there's so many parts of what can we do uh, to be bold enough. So I'll just tackle one part of the question and I'll ask someone also to say other things. So as a Christian, we have to know our identity. You have to know who you are. If you know who you are and what your purpose is, then you will be so bold enough 
Because if you know your purpose, you would know to read your Bible, study your Bible, and know what the Word of God says. And that will give you the confidence to move forward. You will be bold. You will not fear anything that comes your way because you know the Word of God and what the Word of God says about you. So you have to know who you are. You have to know your identity. That is the first part. So I'll, I'll let someone else. Thank you, Auntie. God bless you. Anything nobody, anybody else? Nobody else? Are you sure? Olivia? Are you sure? Paul? Your name is Paul. Man. Do you know your name is Paul? Yes. Do you know what he did? Your name. Speak for yourself. Anyways, um, the simple answer is believe in God more. Believe in God. Um, how do you be more bold? There's a thing called grace, right? Um, not only is his grace sufficient for us, but his grace enables us to do everything in his power, right? And if we believe in him more, like you're, <laughs> may I say there's nothing you won't do for him. Um, yeah, that's the simple answer, believe in God more. When you believe in him more, everything else doesn't matter. Like giving yourself, your capabilities, right? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all know the story of David and Goliath, right? Um, who here thinks that that was a bold thing that David did? Right? But he was able to do it because he knew that it wasn't him, but it was the God of him. So he believed in God to be more than who he was. And that enabled him to do all things through Christ's faithfulness. So believe in God. If you know you're not human. If you know you're not human. You have to prove that you're not human too. You have, this, is, this is serious though. Lift your hand up if you know you're not human. Human. Homo sapien. If you know you're not homo, homo sapien. Human. human. Alright. So lift your hand up. If you know you don't have two eyes, two eyes, got two. Lift your hand up if you know you don't have two ears. Lift your hand up if you know you don't have two arms or two legs. So now think about this way. I am the unbeliever person, right? You guys were so sure that you're a human, you have two eyes, you have two legs, two arms. That's exactly how bold you guys were defending your identity, right? So if you live in God's presence and you're a believer of God, that is how you stand up 
to the unbelievers. They can bribe you, they can trick you, but as long as you know who you are and who you represent, that's all you need to stand out. That's all I got. I just wanted to add something. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, the one, I guess two things. I think what everybody said here has been really good. Uh, the two things I would just add, um, or just really just uh, press into is just, um, like, I think when you realize, like, what you have is good, your desire will be to share it. Um, and that sounds very simple, but like the reality is like, if if you have not taken time to really deep <laughs> what you have received, if you haven't taken time like daily um, to go before the Lord and just like realize like what He has given you, like really like what He has given you, like I think sometimes we get um, future-minded in the sense that yes, like our salvation means that when we die, we go to heaven. Um, and that is an incredible thing. Like, that's that's top tier. Like, you, you won, <laughs> right? Um, but I think sometimes we get so future-minded that we forget that, like, um, you know when we pray the Lord's Prayer each and every day? We pray, like, Lord, have your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, when we pray that, I think sometimes we forget that the Lord wants to, like, do things in people's life, like, now. Like, people need Jesus, like, right now. Um, and yeah, people need Jesus like right now. And so when, when you realize like people need Jesus because they are stressed, people need Jesus because they are lonely, people need Jesus because they are hungry, they have no hope, like things are hard at home, they don't know what tomorrow's gonna look like, people need Jesus right now. And so when you like actually like realize that you deep like where, um, like what you have right now, like you're gonna wanna share it. Um, and the reality is like, you have to, like, I think it's important for us to understand that, like, the people in our lives, our classmates, like, the people we brush into, like, at sports practice, like, all of these people, like, need Jesus. And that one conversation you have with them isn't necessarily, like, your goal there isn't to convert them on the spot. I think we need to, like, understand that, like, it is important that we, like, share our lives with people. Like, I think the process is what's important. I think sometimes we lose sight of, like, when this question asks, like, how do I be more bold in my faith? Like, we're not asking you to go out on the side of the street and proclaim the gospel. For some of you, that's what the Lord will put on your heart to do. I'm like, please go do that. But the reality is he's just telling you to share like what you know to be true. Um, and so I, I'll encourage each of you all like to be like, do I actually like, 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 is this something I want to share? Like, is this something I want to share? Um, and if the answer is like, I don't know, or I think I need to think about that, then go think about it. <laughs> right? Like, go think about it. Um, go sit down and see what the Lord has done and like press into him. Like if you're not ready to share him, it might be because like you haven't given him enough of yourself yet, right? So for him to like, for you to really experience the Lord, for you to really like understand what he's given you, y'all. Like this is something that you would want to share. Um, so really take time to understand that. Spend time with the Lord and see how incredible he is and be like, yo, like this is this is something to be sh like shared. Um, and realize like that's like a simple conversation and be like, yeah, I was going through something I prayed through it and the Lord gave me a lot of peace and I'm still working through that. Like, that's something you can share with someone, like, like, right? That's not on the side of the street preaching the gospel per se, but just really understand what you have and you'll want to share it and, like, take those small steps to share it and he'll open up the doors for you. But that's it.
Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Um, there are no other thoughts on that one. Should we go to the next one? Okay. So we'll go to number three then. Um, somebody asked an interesting question I don't think we ever really talked too much about here. But the person asked, why is cursing a sin if not meant to cause harm? So why is it a sin that I'm cursing if I'm not harming anybody? This is what the person asked. Is that question clear to you guys? Okay. Let me ask a question. What is cursing? Wait, what is cursing? Like, I, in this, in this phrase, I interpret it as somebody who's like using foul language. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to answer this question. Honestly, can I be transparent, guys? Because you know, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. The Bible speaks to your tongue. Essentially, it's not a sin to curse. But may I say, what is cursing? Like she said, right? The word curse itself, what does it mean? Like if you're telling me, oh, can I say this word or this word if it's not meant to harm? If I'm going to be quite frank with you, the Bible doesn't constrict us from saying anything else but fool. But to curse, it means something. So, and there's another way. You know, honestly, for me, I wouldn't tell you to say those words. Because it builds a character. Right? It builds a character in us. Um, the Bible tells us there's no word. Like every single word that we say will have a content in it. So mind yourself, what are you building? And what, why can't you say other words in place of it? Where's the self-control? Do you have self-control? Because I know you guys are more illiterate to not say the F word and say freak or other words that can be in place of it. But why does your spirit crave to say it? Why does your flesh crave to say those words? That's the answer. Why does it? Why do you want to see it? So let's say um, Presby's youth is having a gathering, right? And we draw one person out from Ebenezer to represent Ebenezer having a gathering where everybody is speaking and this one representative from Ebenezer goes up there and they just they say all the curse words how is that going to make us look here we going to look ghetto trashy trashy ratchet they going to think that we are uncultured it is the same when it comes to the kingdom of God if we say that we are Christians we are also disciples that means we are representatives of God's kingdom. We are representatives of God. So if you say you're a Christian and your fellow unbeliever is there and y'all cursing the very same way, 
what differentiates you from them? You are not representing representing the kingdom of God very well because you're over there rapping and saying all kinds of curse words. You know, and as our, our lovely mother auntie here said, you must know your identity. And when you know your identity and you are solid in your identity, there are some things that you will not take up. There are some things that you will not partake in. And one of those things are, is cursing. Yes, the Bible doesn't say the F word, the S word is a curse word, but we must remember that we are representing God at the end of the day. We are representing the kingdom of God. We are representing our fellow brothers and sisters. So just food for thought. I'm gonna say one more thing. You may not think that you're saying this word like you continue saying the F word, the S word, whatever, you will find yourself cursing people. Because it becomes a part of your vocabulary. It becomes a practice. And that practice becomes a certain fruit. And it grows in every aspect of your life. So you even go into, would you even go to an interview and be like, yeah. You know, like what? <laughs> Imagine, imagine your little brother coming to you and is like, ah, man, I just had the best effing day in the world. What? Boy? Come on, sit down. for real, man. It becomes a practice, man. That practice becomes something that you start to do. And it becomes how you speak. So it would be my best interest for you guys to just stay away. Prevention is better than what? Right. And who I want to by showing him who here believes that the Holy Spirit lives within them. Okay, that's everybody, right? Now, if let's say a pastor walks in, let's say maybe someone comes up, are y'all going to be cursing in front of him? So how can you say the Holy Spirit lives in you, and then y'all you're so comfortable to curse? So if because you don't see God in the physical here, standing in front of us, we think that, man, you know, okay, you can get away with it. But why is it so, why is it that we are comfortable, we are uncomfortable to curse in front of authority figures, but we say the Holy Spirit lives within us, that means he's with us every single time. So when nobody is there, we still, we, we go on cursing. So you have to think about that too. You have to think about your relationship with God and how you, how much you, how much reverence you really have for God. And once you are solidified in that, there are some things you're honestly not. You won't be comfortable doing. You just wouldn't do. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. The only other thing I would add to that is just that what I found interesting about the person asking this question, why is it a sin if it's not meant to cause harm, is that the person's assumption is that sin is meant to cause harm to other people. But that's not one of the qualifiers, right? It's not one of the, just because something doesn't cause harm or immediate harm that you see to that person. 
um, that does not make it not sin, right? And I think within scripture we see, if you go into James chapter 3, verse 9, all the way to 12, you see that James says that with our mouth, right, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Um, so even if we're using cursed words, not against a certain particular person, um, but outside of that, um, we still it's still a reflection of like how we are out of control sometimes. Because if we can really control ourselves, we need to be able to control our speech. Right? Yeah, sorry, one sec. We need to be able to control our speech, right? Um, which is very, very important. So, and it also distracts from ultimately what you're trying to do. People don't always remember so much of what you say, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. And when you use language that is foul, when you curse somebody, they may not even remember the word that you used against them, but they're gonna remember how you made them feel. And even if in the future you have a good message to give them, they're not gonna take you seriously, right? And then that detracts from the message that God has put in your heart to share with those people, right? So please keep that in mind, right? I think this is a good segue then over to number 13, which is a very, very important question. And if that's the last one that we have for today, that's fine. I think they're still worshiping. They're still doing praises. They're praying with the baby. Yes, wonderful. That baby better get all the praise. Praise God. Because we need time for number 13. Number 13, this question, somebody asked the question, what do you do when you are struggling with any form of addiction? What do you do when you're struggling with any form of addiction? Is a question that somebody asked. And I'll pass that over to our panelists here. Thank you. Okay, let me say something. <laughs> so, um, anyway, just before I start, I also want to say that we will, the word of God says that we will give accounts of every word that comes out from our mouth. So we have to be very careful, you know, in the past we've all done things and we, he gives us the, uh, the, the chance to change, you know, God is always there. So because we're going to give accounts, we should watch what we say, right? All right. So addiction, um, sorry about that, <laughs> addiction. So if we, if I should, if we're struggling, that means that with some some sort of, of addiction, that means that you've recognized that you need help, right? And and that means that you have to actually pray about it, try as much as you can. The Bible tells us that He will help us in all our ways. So if we know that we are struggling, um, we should try and make sure that we pray, we ask for the mercies of God. The grace of God is the one that helps us. You know, there's a lot of things that we are doing that we don't want to do. It is only by His grace that He, he, he helps us to get away from it. If the addiction is something 
to do with if it's not addiction is not cursing if you're cursing cursing is an addiction for you then you know it's an easy thing but let's say if you have an addiction of drugs or something you have to seek medical help you know so there are different kinds i don't know what kind of addiction we are talking about but we have so many addictions and um depending on the type you have to know where to get help sometimes you can come here some days they have prayer and prayer fasting and prayers here i brought my own child when i used not to come to presby i brought my little one here for prayers so if you need prayers you have to know where to go you talk to your parents and they know where to go all right that's that's pretty much it question that I really like kind of relate to um, and I'll start off by saying addiction most of all thrives in secrecy right um, is the fact that sometimes you even realize that what you're doing is not good for you um, what you're doing is not benefiting you in any way you're trying to stop it but then there is a there is some that's why it's called addiction you keep going back to it right it's because even though you realize you're struggling with it, you've not come out to, you know, you've not come out to let people know that you need help. Um, even if when you come out, you're putting it in, you know, closed doors, you're putting it behind doors, instead of telling them, this is what I'm struggling with. You cover it with some blankets, you cover it with some joker paintings, and you're like, this is what I'm struggling with. So whatever needs to be dealt with, it, 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 there is no, you know, nobody deals with it, right? Um, and a, per, a personal testimony was when, you know, I was, you know, I was addicted to porn, right? Um, what, what it was, was uh, like, I, you know, like when you talk about, oh, if you're addicted to porn, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I have to stop. And then, you know, I close my eyes, I pray, and I go back home and literally a week after being clean, the next week, you know, I see these videos and I'm like, wow. And then I just go back to it. So it just became, you know, like a cycle. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, I came to the realization that whenever, like, I wanted to deal with the problem, I was always putting it in places of, oh, I'm just addicted to something. Can you pray for me? I'm just addicted to this. Can you pray for me? And one point where it was, it was very clear was, um, we were part of this ministry. It's called, um, Fire. That person introduced me to. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of just came out where, um, one, one, one person in the group called Ara, he was just like, if you're here and you want to seek, you want to get rid of this thing you're struggling with, come out and say it as it is or else it's never gone. And at that point, I didn't even want to. What? Because these are new people I don't even know. Um, these are people that I don't even connect and I gotta tell them, oh, me behind closed doors, behind this, you know, handsome, beautiful face. Yeah, I'm there, you know, and they tend to point, what would they see me as, you know, like, me being, you know, like, a leader of, you know, a small church, like, what would they, what would they look at me as, they would not think of me as, you know, somebody that they should listen to, right, somebody that they should, if they give advice, they should listen to, but in that moment when I came, and, you know, I told them, this is what I'm struggling with, at this moment, I don't know what it is, but, um, I, I, I just can't take myself out of it, 
from that moment there was like this really there was this relief that was like even though like i was scared of how people would see me right and that community is great because there was no judgment from there and with me opening up like people were like this is something I, i'm struggling with too currently we had about like six people saying the same thing and then other people saying that it is something i struggle with and you know i'm currently here and i can walk you through it and with prayers and things like that i can tell god to this day that i've been set free from that stuff and hallelujah um yeah so it thrives in secrecy um come out with it even if it's right i, I don't know what even if it's right now who you trust is also, is also key but come out with it like if you if you're really struggling with it bro like you saying like if you're really struggling with it like you said and you want to let it go come out of secrecy man because if, if you keep on gatekeeping it yes you are not if you keep on going back to it you know yeah that's my two cents
And then what does it look like for us to go back and put the shackles on willingly, right? I know it's hard, but like Kobe said, find somebody. Find, if you're struggling with porn, talk to Kobe after service. If you're struggling with sex, find somebody here and talk to them. If you're struggling with alcohol, whatever, find somebody and talk to them about it. Because you were meant to be free and you were meant to be liberated. Amen. Kobe as well. I also had in my younger years, I also had a porn addiction. I was introduced to the concept of sex and porn at a very young age. And it just continued through my younger years of life. Um, I believe what helped me out was coming into the realization that I actually needed to repent. And that was actually here at Presby where I heard some kind of sermon. I don't even know remember what was being said for real, for real, but um, it was some, some kind of ser sermon that I heard. And I think at that point of time, my heart was more open to hear what God really wanted and what God really desired for my life. So you have to be open to God. Um, and I went home and I bent down on my knees and I cried and I just repented. And in that moment when I allowed for God to come in when I was very candid with God, plain, plain. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be real. You gotta be, you know, we are in a generation where everybody's like, you gotta be real, you gotta be 100%. But really, really, with God, so usually we're not. You wanna put on this image in front and in the face of God as if he doesn't know you from head to toe. So I had to be very upfront with God and like, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. I have this 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 addiction and um, I don't really know how to go about it. So I had to be plain, plain, candid and get to a place of repentance and really tell the Lord that, Lord, I'm ready to make a, you know, once 360 or whatever they call it, a full turnaround and give it all to you. And sometimes we have to realize that a lot of these addictions, we are using it to fill a void as well. Sometimes, we, you know, maybe we didn't, I know for me, I felt rejected a lot as a young girl from my parents. I didn't feel like I was very loved. And I think that was something that I used in place of that. So sometimes we have to ask God, Lord, re reveal the root of this issue to me. What is this void that I'm trying to fill with this addiction? and let God really step in and handle it from there. Amen. Okay. I want you guys to really pay attention. This is a serious problem. Really pay attention. Take heed of what everybody is saying here. Because this is a serious problem. When I say it's a serious problem, it's more serious than you think. Because some addictions you won't even know it's an addiction. You will be blinded.
on the contrary of everybody being here, I had the most addictions in the world. <laughs> the life that I live in this world, I think the biggest thing when it comes to struggling with something is humbling yourself. In any place that you're struggling, you know you should never be struggling. You should never struggle. Like the Lord has not given you a life to struggle. Yeah, things may not be easy, but to struggle, he's never given you a life to struggle. Any place that you're struggling in life, there's pride. What Cubby said, you hiding yourself is pride. Any place you're struggling in life, I'm telling you, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Because I want to tell you, 100% of the times we know we're struggling, <laughs> it's like, ah, 100% is because we don't have pride to seek help. We don't have the humbleness to seek help. We feel like we can do it. We can do it. Go ahead. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. He needed help. This is the strongest being that has ever touched this planet. He needed help. So what better are you? Like I said, addiction can come from so many different things. What she said is such a very powerful key. A lot of addictions actually comes from certain places of need. One thing that I will tell you is you will never be satisfied with any addictions that you have in your life. There's no addiction on this world unless you're addicted to Jesus Christ. That's a healthy addiction. Who do you think? That's a healthy addiction. Kind of don't you think? Jesus is a healthy addiction. I'm telling you, Jesus is a <laughs> Jesus is the is the only healthy addiction. I was addicted to money, even money. There's no addiction in this world that will satisfy you. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Seek help. Whether that's from the Lord, whether whoever it's from, seek help. Seek help.
men, I'm speaking to you guys more. Because pride, pride is very dangerous. And let me tell you, the fall that comes from pride is worse than you think. Because you will not even know you're falling because you may feel like you're on the top of the mountain. But that mountain that you are on the top of is placed in hell. And nothing looks... <laughs> if you are in a mountain in hell, are you above the world? You're still in hell. You're still a fall. Men, you can be addicted to pride. Every time I come in here, man, it's my desire for you guys to lose pride more in your lives. The more you lose pride, the more you'll be able to worship, the more you'll be able to love God. This addiction thing is very dangerous, especially in this generation. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself, men. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Seek help. Seek the Lord. Seek your brothers, man. It's usually is by association. 
the people you're around. When it gets tough, those are the people that you would call and they walk you through. And sometimes it usually is tough when you need to fill a void. Sometimes it's just not having anything to do. Then you're like, okay, well, get this person up and see what's up. What's up? So it's an easy journey. You just gotta take that first step. We're all here. All seven or eight of us are here to help. And always remember it's confidential. So it's just between you and that person. And they will help you through. Alright? It's just that first step. And you humble yourself and everything will be very easy. I know I say easy because obviously I haven't gone through any of that. But me looking at the journey these three people are taking and one currently still taking. It is easy, but the first step is difficult. And if you hit that first step, you will see how easy it is as well, too. Yeah, thank you. Listen to that voice that's in your head right now that's telling you to talk to someone before you leave. And before you leave this building today, talk to one of these people on this panel. Don't ignore that voice. Raise your hand if you have an addiction. No one. We're free from it. Hey, raise your hand if you have an addiction. Just raise your hand. Just click whoever it is. Raise your hand one more time. Your hand high. Don't be, be proud. Friend. Be proud of it because you're gonna. Men, you're winning right now. Men, men, raise your hand if you have an addiction. Perhaps I'll, I'll redefine it a bit. For people, maybe let me stop using the word addiction. And I'll use the word rather anything that you say to yourself that you're not going to do, but you find yourself doing it anyway. Um, if that is you, anything you say to yourself you're not going to do, but you find yourself doing anyway. It's an area that needs a lot of discussion. And one challenge that I have for you guys, because I'm, I'm give you back to your parents soon. This week, as we're in a new week, ask yourself one thing. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? And then let's meet next week if that is a yes for you on Sunday. And we'll pray. And we'll talk through different steps, practical steps, different things that you can go through. But the number one thing, as I've said, you have said, like realizing that you need to repent. Asking yourself, do you want out? And are you serious about this? Because there are prayers that we will pray that when those things are clear and you're good, you are empty. And we need to fill that space that is going to be empty. And if that space that is empty is not filled up, those things you were struggling with are going to come back and they're going to come back even stronger than ever before. So I want you guys to be, if, you, if you're good at what you're running in, stay there. Otherwise, it will be worse. Okay? So if you want to be free and walk with the Lord and all these other things that we've answered in the past, how do I get to know God more? Is one crossing over this addiction, this area that we struggle so much in our lives. So I'm giving you one week, seven days. Think about it. And come back with us next week with your response. Amen?
Thank you.